0: Hey everybody, it's Morgan. <clears throat> Sorry about last week. Um, I had to get a part-time job and I ended up working on Wednesday, so um, I didn't have time to upload a an episode. So I promise you today we are going to uh, talk about Midgard um, in Norris Mythology. Um, a lot of people, you know, talk about Midgard, but do we really know where it came from and do we understand, um, what Midgard is? So again, we're going back to the basic, um, Britannica.com and, um, a couple other, um, places where we've gotten this, let's see, NorseMythology.org and Britannica.com is where I went to to get this information. So, in Norse mythology, there are special places, objects, and people that are very important. Uh, One of them is a place called Midgard. In the Germanic cosmology, Midgard, it's an anglicized form of Old Norse. Midgard, I can't even say it. Uh, Midgarder. The Old English for Midgard is Mid... Mid Midandjirard? (laughs) Old Saxton is Middlegard, and the Old High German, Middlegard, is is how they all said Midgard. But uh, Midgard is, it's the name for Earth, basically. Um, Earth inhabited by and known to humans in early Germanic cosmology. Um, That's... What Midgard was, uh, the old Norse form, plays a notable role in the Norse cosmology. Midgard is a realm in Norse mythology. It's one of nine worlds, and the only one that's completely visible to mankind. Which makes sense that it would be the Earth. The others, um, the other worlds and realms, may intersect with this uh, visible realm, but it, most of those are invisible. Um, it's somewhere, it, it's pictured as a place somewhere in the middle of Yadrasil. and Midgard is between the land of Nephilim and the land of ice, or, or Nephilim, nif nifheim niflheim <laughs> I don't know how to say these, they, they have like, it's a bunch of consonants with a couple of, of vowels stuck in there, um, it, it, niflheim is is the land of ice. And uh, it's to the north. And then Muspelheim is the land of fire, which is to the south of Midgard. Midgard is surrounded by a world of water or ocean, and it is impassable. The ocean's inhabited by the great sea serpent. Not even going to try it. Uh, Jormangadur. I can't, I'm sorry, I'm butchering these names. I apologize to anybody who listens to this that understands Icelandic or anything, uh, the old, <laughs> old Gaelic. But um, but this sea serpent, he is so huge that he encircles circles the world entirely. Um, most He's able to grasp his own tail. The concept is similar to that of Ouroboros, the Ouroboros. <laughs> Um, which is the, we all know it from Harry Potter, the, the, um, serpent that, you know, snakes around and, and is able to grab its own tail. And I just lost my notes. Sorry about that. Um, Midgard is also connected to Asgard and that's the home of the gods. It's connected to Asgard by the, by Frost, the rainbow bridge guarded by Hamdalar. So, in Norse mythology, Midgard became applied to the wall around the world that the gods constructed from the eyebrows of the giant Ymir as a defense against Yontas, who lived in Jontunheim, east of Man- Manerheim. Manheimer. These names are so tough, I'm so sorry. Um, Mannheimer is the home of men which is a word used to refer to the entire world. Um, The god slew the giant, Ymir, the first created being, and put his body into the central void of the universe, creating the world out of his body, his flesh constituting the land, and his blood the oceans, his bones the mountain, his teeth the cliffs, his hairs the trees, and his brains were the clouds. Ymir's skull was held by four dwarfs, Nordi, Sudri, Ostri, and Vestri, who represent the four points on the compass and became the Dome of Heaven. The sun, the moon, and the stars were said to be scattered sparks in the skull. Which is really interesting. They really didn't leave anything out. Um, They used absolutely everything. So the Danish and the Swedish form Midgard or Midgard, it, just a different spelling um, all derived from the Old Norse term so I and I implore you to look that up, you'll see how the terms, you look at them and you're like oh yeah I, I don't know if I'd be able to say it but um, yeah there's so pretty much Midgard is earth, is here um, and then I, I also want to take time and talk about Ragnarok, Um, just real briefly. Ragnarok is this, it's in um, Norse mythology, it's a series of events, including a great battle. Um, It's foretold to lead to the death of a number of great figures, including the gods Odin, Thor, Tyr, Freyr, and Heimdallar, and Loki. um, It also includes a bunch of natural disasters and the submersion of the world in water. Um, After these events happen, the world will resurface anew and fertile. The surviving and returning gods will meet and the world will be repopulated by two human survivors. Ragnarok is an important event in Norse mythology and has been the subject of scholarly discourse and theory in the history of Germanic studies. The event is attested primarily in the Poetic Edda, which I do implore you to read. It's very dry, but it, it's go ahead and, and attempt to read it if you haven't gotten to it. Uh, which was compiled in the 13th century from earlier tradition, or earlier traditional resources and the Prose Edda. Um, it's also written in the 13th century. and. This one, the Prose Edda, was written by Snorri Sturluson. But in the Prose Edda, and in a single poem, in the Poetic Edda, the event is referred to as Ragnarok, which is Old Norse for Fate of the Gods and Twilight of the Gods. Um, A usage popularized by 19th century composer Richard Wagner with the title... Of the last of his des De Neblogun operas, um, which I guess his opera Götterdamrung in 1876 means Twilight of the Gods in German. The old Norris, um, compound Ragnarok, um, it has a long history of interpretation. Um, this goes on to talk about elements, um, talks about the origin of the word, but pretty much this is this is an impending battle that all <coughs> those of Norse that believe in the Norse mythology that follow the Norse mythology. This is this is what Ragnarok is. Um, but the you know it. There are other terms used to refer to the events surrounding Ragnarok in the Poetic Edda. Excuse me. Um, But, you know, if you want to research it, I definitely would look up NorseMythology.org under Ragnarok to see what other references that they can send you to to study this further. This goes into... um, all sorts of different terms this goes into all sorts of it breaks down the term Ragnarok it breaks it down to the point of you know what it means in the poetic edda and everything so depending on how deep you want to get into it I would definitely do that so that is Midgard and Ragnarok Um, that's all I have time for today but um, we will dive into some stuff next week Um, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to dive into, if I'm going to continue with Norse mythology or if I'm going to dive into something about tools or maybe some tarot. It's just, it's really going to depend on what I have time for, but thank you for listening. Um, again, keep on checking back so that you can find out when we actually go to a YouTube channel. And I look forward to seeing you guys on that YouTube channel at some point. Have a good day. Your word is your bond.